Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Fort Road Victory Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us or get connected, please head to our website at frvc.ca. Now on with the sermon. Good morning, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to our channel. It is now, oh, I guess it's a week after Easter. And, you know, as, as we're staying home and doing this quarantine thing, don't you ever find sometimes that the days just go on or they, they're shorter or you run out of time? It's totally different. I know for me, I'm, I feel like I'm running out of time and I look back to see what I've done and I've done a lot of things, but it just seems like your days are shorter. But I look outside and it's it's beautiful day. And uh, I want to give you a one part of a two-part message. I've titled this one, He Knows More Than Your Name. And I want to look at what happened at the events after the resurrection. And John chapter 20 is a, a gospel account of that resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll give you a quick synopsis of it. You know, Mary goes back to the tomb early on the Sunday morning and it's still very dark. And she arrives to find that the stone has been rolled away from the entrance of Jesus's tomb. So she runs back to find Peter and John who then run back to this empty tomb. Here's the thing, John goes in and immediately when he looks around and he sees the linens that are laying there, he understood what Jesus had meant when he said he would rise from the dead. And the Bible says that he believed. So John and Peter go back home to to the rest of the disciples, but they leave Mary at the empty tomb. So I want us to pick up this story right now uh, about Mary and what's happened here. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 20, and I'm going to start reading at verse 11 to 18. It's an incredible account, again, of what happened. And this is an eyewitness account of of what Mary saw. So it says in, in verse 11, Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she stooped and looked in. You have to understand, Mary, this very soft-hearted woman, just overcome with emotion. And it says in verse 12, She saw the two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they've taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, if you've taken him away, tell me where you've put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She she turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave him his message. Think about this for a minute. As one person who is remembered thousands of years later for that deep devotion and her following of our Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, remember, she was the one that that gave up a year's salary and bought this very expensive perfume and broke it and anointed him with it. Then she wiped it with her hair. This This is Mary. This is the woman that was always at his feet. 
it's a wonder that none of the warnings or none of the, the, the stuff that he had said about rising from the tomb, rising from the dead and coming back, even came to her mind as she stood there in this empty tomb. And apparently she didn't even recognize the Lord physically. But no flashbacks in her mind, even to some of the following statements that we read in the Bible. You know, John chapter 10 verse 14 says, I know my sheep and they know me. That's Jesus telling us that. And then go down to verse 27 of the same chapter, John chapter 10. And he says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. I think about this resurrection. I think about, wow, it, it had to happen because it, it's what proves that Jesus was the son of God and is God himself. For who else has the power to bring the dead back to life? Remember that the resurrection for us believers and, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is what separates Christianity from every other world religion. But enough of that. Let's get back to Mary and, and, and let's look at what happens here to this woman who's distraught and overcome by emotion and grief. Uh, she just watched the crucifixion. She, she waited there for hours. She, she watched her Lord die and then they, they buried him. All the promises that Jesus had spoke to his followers, the words of peace and joy in the midst of this crisis, gone. You know, you know, we could say, well, that's just Mary. But think about this. How often does your emotion rule over your, your heart in a crisis in spite of all the calming words that we've read in the word of God that Jesus has already spoken to us, especially prior to us going into any kind of a crisis Right? And, and think about this crisis. He tells us in John 16, In this world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome. And then he says this in the, on the Sermon, in the Mount, Sermon on the Mount. He says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I think of Mary and I think, Wow, what a great example for us when we ask Jesus, Jesus, where are you? Where, where, where have you been? What are you doing? She didn't recognize even the two white-robed angelic beings speaking to her. She obviously thought that they were just caretakers or something. All she could think of at that time when she walked into that tomb was, where is he? He's gone. He's absent. Why aren't you here? Where are you, Lord? And again, ever say those questions to yourself? I do. I don't believe that we forget the promises of our Lord or we think that he's gone. But in the midst of a crisis, Somehow we, we just allow this unbelief and negative emotion to dictate and even overcome the faith that we have, especially that same faith that we have when things are going well. And here's the other thing. In addition to that, here's Mary saying, where's the body? Where's the body? Where have you put it? Because I'll go get it. And I, I think to myself, Jesus was at the prime of his life a carpenter so he wasn't a scrawny man but now add a hundred pounds of spices because that's what they use when they prepared the body add that to the weight of him as a human being and she's obviously not thinking straight to think nothing of going to find where this body is and then dragging it back to where it should be and so finally Jesus has to break this this reality which is her perception at the time to finally bring her back to, to the words that, that, that he had reminded her. And one word changed it all. Just one word. Her identity. It was no longer just a woman. It was her name. It was Mary. 
Because up until then, he just talked to her, hey woman, dear woman. Jesus says her name in a way that it reminds her of that loving grace, that tenderness, that mercy, that compassion that she first met when she met him. Her eyes must have failed her at the time because she didn't recognize him. But here's the thing. Her ears didn't. She heard the voice of her teacher. She heard her Lord. And another thing, Jesus reveals himself first to a woman who back then in that society had no credibility in a court of law to give any kind of a reliable testimony. And Mary knows that. Mary knows her place in society. Mary knows that, 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 that that's where she would have been contested as, as to really? Did you really see the Lord? Was he really alive? But Jesus chose to use this person considered weak in their society, lowly, unreliable, and he used it to cross barriers in order to declare himself alive. Now think about this, as I read the passage, it's also the very first time that Jesus calls his disciples brothers. Before then, he's only referred to them as disciples, as friends, as, ser as servants. And today in, in this passage, he, he refers to them as brothers. He says, go tell my brothers, or in the King James, go tell the brethren, I'm here and I want to see them. The resurrected Son of God humbles himself to the level of brotherhood to us mere human beings. And even in his words, he says to her, I'm ascending to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. That's humility. He doesn't put himself above, but he puts himself at that level so he can relate to us. Does the Lord know us? He surely does. He knows us by name. He knows what's motivating us to success. He knows what motivates us when, when fear is all around us. He knows the stress that's being caused by the impact of this COVID-19. All the social distancing, the, the, the job loss of it, you know, the, the, the wondering whether or not you have a job, the loss of future security, the stress of isolation and being quarantined, and all the emotions that are inside that's going on. He knows all that about us. He knows more than just our name. And I hope that during this time that, that we're wondering how long this is going to take and when can we finally live what we think is going to be normal, it's an opportunity for us to get to know Him because He does know more than just your name. And I think the greater question to ask at this time is, do you know Him? And how well do you know Him? And those of you who are listening, maybe you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as, as Savior. Maybe you don't know that He lived, He died, He rose again so that you would have the opportunity to receive him by faith as Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior so that you would have eternal life. And I pray that you would, you would get to know him, you would accept him, you would pray in your heart, come to me Lord Jesus, be my Savior. I'm separated because of sin, because of the wrongdoings in my life, but I know that you came for me. Especially at this time when things are so uncertain. He knows that. He knows that you need him. Trust Him. Give Him that opportunity. And for those of you who are struggling because of this, we're going to five weeks now of isolation and quarantine. It's starting to take a toll on some of our lives and some of the things that we considered comfortable when we used to just come home and, and be able to relax. Christ knows more than your name. He knows what the stresses that you're going through even at home. Would you just give them that opportunity to 
to really develop at this time a really strong relationship with him. I know we read and we pray and we worship, but he wants to know what's going on. He wants you to communicate. He wants you to be intimate with him. He wants you to trust him with everything that you're going through. He knows it already, but he desires that in you. So would you bow your heads with me and then as I pray and close, Father, I thank you that through this time, it truly is an opportunity for you to ask us this question, do we know you? How well do we know you? You've shaken everything that we've held onto that's comfortable, everything that we've held onto that we can control, and now all of a sudden we've lost control of it. And all we have left is whatever is inside. And I pray that it is just an opportunity for us to see that it's an opportunity for us to grow in you, to know you in a greater way. And for those people who don't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that they would receive you today, that that opportunity stands, that invitation to come to the Lord Jesus Christ is open for them, to recognize that they are separated because of the wrongdoings in their life, that you've given them a plan of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ, that they might recognize it, they might receive it, and they might have the peace of Christ upon their life, knowing that we will be with you in eternity. So Father, I pray for your peace upon everybody who's listening right now, that as we go through this day in, day out, you know more than just our name, you know everything about us, and that we would desire to know you more in a greater way. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Would you tune in next week for part two? Well, we hope you got a lot out of today's sermon. If you'd like to connect with us, please feel free to check out our website at frvc.ca. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Have a great day, everyone.